okay? All you have to do is make the commitment. And we've done it here plenty of times. We've said the prayers to do that, right? All we have to do, though, <coughs> the choices that were sin, we don't do anymore. And we make choices like reading our Bible, praying, worshiping, that bring us closer to him. So there's good fruit and bad fruit, and we're going to kind of expand on this, right? So as a Christian, you're going to produce good fruit if your life is founded in the word and in prayer. So if you're committed, your actions are different, right? Your attitude is different. And that's part of what's going to go on in this scripture. So in the Bible, it says that we're, the Christians are known by their fruit. We're not talking, you know, apples and oranges, right? But it's different aspects. It's things in your life. So in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, some of y'all might know this. This is what your thing is based off of. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, that's his forbearance, but it's patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. Forbearance and patience go hand in hand. Patience is the one I'm going to pull out in a minute. So, do you like the feeling of knowing that someone loves you? Yes. Did you know that God is love? Yes. He created love. So did you know that he loves you? Yes. So doesn't that make you feel good? Yes. In Deuteronomy 7, 9, it says, Understand, therefore, that the Lord your God is indeed God. He is the faithful God who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and lavishes his unfailing love on those who love and obey his commands. Which means you're putting in work. You're going to have to obey. You're going to have to love him. You have to obey, though. There's a difference. There's a commitment. Obey, right? Do you like to be happy? Yes. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Did you know that happiness is fleeting? And it can go away. That you can be sad? But did you know that joy is deeper than happiness? And the joy that he gives you is deeper than you could ever have in happiness. And it is a different joy. It is not happiness. It is from within. 1 Peter 1.8 says, You love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice with a glorious inexpressible joy when we make a decision to follow him and we make that commitment and there's going to be distractions in our way and we get rid of some of those distractions that I'll talk about in a minute a joy can come up when you focus on him and you take that next step to focus on him a joy will begin to swell up in your life People will be able to notice, because sometimes you'll just be smiling and not realize it. Did you know that? Just a random smile and never know it. Just because we believe, he gives us joy. 
Uh, do you like drama? And I'm talking like the high school. She said, he said, she said, all kinds of drama that ends up breaking you and your friends up and not being friends. Type of drama, right? If it's not, if it doesn't involve me. No one except those in theater likes drama. Okay? Theater people like drama because it's part of what they do. But the he said, she said drama is not something people like. Do you know what the opposite of some of this drama can be? Peace. The Lord gives his people strength, which is going to help you stay away from those that are causing the drama. And the Lord blesses them with peace. When someone comes to you and starts to talk bad about him, and you're going to be like, I'm sorry, that's not of, uh, that I've, mm, that's below me. And you walk away. That one, that's the strength to walk away from it. And then two, that gives you peace because now you don't have that in your life. Right? All right, don't laugh at this question. You like microwaves? Yeah. I, I know people don't like microwaves. My brother does not have a microwave. He believes in heating up his food via a stove or oven. That's a real man. Like reheating food. He does not yeah. cook his food in an oven. He's cooking spaghettios on a stove. Hold on. Alright guys. Come back. Come back to me here. I know it's a funny question, but do you realize what a microwave has done to our culture? Not just made us lazy, but it's made us expect everything to happen quickly. Because now we don't want to wait. It takes longer to heat up food in the stove, on a stove or in an oven than it does in a microwave. And because of that, do you yell at people when they're slow? I will admit, I yelled at someone yesterday driving. Thankfully, they could not hear me. Because they pulled in front of me and they're driving too slow. I just want you to go speed limit. I do have a little bit of road rage. I am working on it. That's where this comes in though, right? In Psalm 31, 14 and 15, the beginning of uh, verse 15 says, Then Jesus says, But I'm trusting you, O Lord, saying, You are my God. My future is in your hands. And what that means is his timing. And in his timing, it gives us patience. So instead of saying, OMG, this is taking too slow, or OMG, they're driving so slow, hurry up, honking the horn. Don't do that. People have guns. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's happened in Houston, guys. I'm just being honest. Do not honk at people when they're driving slower than you. <coughs> but it's a thing of not having the patience. It's a thing that you will then need to work on. Road rage is saying, hey, I'm over here, I don't have patience. And you need to work on that. That is something that you're going to need to dive in and say, God, and don't fully pray for patience because he's going to give you opportunities to try to be patient. That's what happens when you pray for patience. He gives you opportunities to be patient. Uh -huh. 
He doesn't always just give you the patience. You have to earn it. You have to work for it. Another step in that commitment, right? Do you get angry quickly? And I'm not talking about just driving. I'm talking about just your friends. Or your family. Do you interrupt others often? And I'm not talking about just when someone's up here. I'm talking like in your friends group when you're talking to each other and do you talk over others? Okay. So we're... Did you know that that's not being kind? You're not being very kind. That's the opposite of being kind. And one of the fruits of the Spirit is kindness, right? So in James 1.19 it says, Understand this. My dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Did you know that those are all things of, of kindness? Quick to listen. Who listens well when their friends are talking? That's a moment of called leaning in that we do here as well. Being quick to listen. When we ask y'all to lean in, it's to listen. Slow to speak, that means don't speak when others are talking. Don't offer up advice and be like, when they're talking and they're interrupting, and be like, oh yeah, I do that too. Oh yeah, I go through that too, like in the middle of them talking about it. You have to listen and then speak. And you cannot get angry at them. Because some of the things that they might be talking to you about could make you angry. But we're not going to be angry at our friends, right? It's not what it's about. Alright, now I want y'all to think of something good that has happened to you. Something good. Does it make you feel good when something good happens? Did you know that God does all things good? He is good. Right? In Psalm 2713, it says, Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Which means while we're here on earth, we can see good things and God's goodness in everyday life. Did you know that his goodness is there when he wakes you up in the morning and you have a sunrise? And that his goodness is in the sunset at the end of the day because you're still alive? Have you ever sat and thought about a sunrise or a sunset and just watched them and said, wow, God did that. He made all of the different colors in it. And it's something that he handcrafted for each of us to look at each day. I have to tell you, I had some distractions in my life. I got rid of those. Those distractions kept me from seeing some of the beauty and the goodness that God had in my life. When those distractions went away, I was like, OMG, look at all this cool stuff. I never noticed that before. And I've seen plenty of sunrises and sunsets, and I've seen plenty of things going on in life. Quite a bit older than y'all, so I've seen a lot happen. But there are so many things that you don't realize that are going on. So he's good. So have you experienced something that has made you believe in God 
even just a little bit more? Has he done something in your life that says, oh, that was God. He had his hand in that. Yeah, for sure. Right? We believe and it gives us faith because we experience something that he's in. It gives us faith. In Romans 1.17, it says that this good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. He gives us faith. In another version, it says from faith to faith instead of from start to finish. It says, as the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. Because we believe... We have life, and that's not just because we have life here on earth. It's we have an abundant life that he's given us and he wants us to have, yep. right? Yep. All right. Are you humble and polite? Yeah. Did you know that being humble and polite is not a weakness? Did you know that being gentle, it's a different word for y'all, gentle, is not a weakness. Gentleness is not a weakness. Philippians 4 5 says, Let everyone see that you are considerate or gentle in all that you do. So there's a different demeanor in what you're doing. So instead of something happens, something bad comes at you, and you are very quick to anger but you handle it differently instead of getting angry or you get angry, but then you're like, I'm sorry. And you actually go in and ask for forgiveness to somebody that's, you're being considerate, you're being gentle. There's a difference. Do you see it? All right, my biggest one. Do you fall into peer pressure easily? I need one person real quick. Me. All right. So real quick, Caitlin, stand up together. All right. Do you fall into peer pressure quickly? Sometimes, yeah. So would you fall if I push you right now? Okay. So what happened is we struggle with things, right? And when she's not reading her Bible and she's not praying, her feet in this scenario are closer together, which means she's not sturdy, she's not stable in what she's doing in her walk with God, right? Because she could fall if she got pushed. That's falling into peer pressure really quick because they're like, oh, we're going to go make fun of people. Ha ha, and see, you fell, right? Right? Stay on your feet apart. Get grounded in your relationship with Him. Speak to Him daily in prayer. Worship. Read the Bible. Will you fall this time? Does she fall? No. It's because she has her feet firmly planted in God's word and in His in what He is saying to her and what is hearing what she's hearing from Him when she's talking. Right. So in uh, Psalm, you can have a seat. Sorry. <laughs> Psalm sixteen eight. It says, "I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken." For he is right beside me. If you notice, she didn't fall the second time. She wasn't shaken. It wasn't moved, depending on which um, verse you read, which translation you read. It says, I won't be moved. I won't be shaken. 
If you have your feet firmly planted, it's harder to move, right? And it's the same way with our Christian walk. Once we make that commitment, our feet are firmly planted and we're not going to move. It's harder to move. You might sway here and there. You might slip up here and there. But you're still firmly planted. You can get back into that relationship with him. You can get back into your walk with him, into speaking what he has for you. I want y'all to think real quick, and I'm closing this up. Do you struggle with any of these? Think for a minute. Do you struggle with any of these? You have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's the don't be shaken. You're controlling. You have self-control. Do you struggle with any of those? The more that you study the word and you're in prayer, and you're in worship, the more sturdy you are in your walk with him. When you remove the distractions and commit to focus everything on him, these nine things that are on your paper will actually just start to flow out of you. Some naturally, more than others, some you'll have to work out. But the more you stand strong in your faith and in your reading and in your prayer and your time with him, the more they come. It's all about the commitment that you take and that you make. It's the commitment to focus. You have to remove distractions. And distractions are what? They're video games, social media, sometimes friends. Sometimes relationships, if you're in a boyfriend or girlfriend relationship. You have to make sure that your distractions are not keeping you from your relationship. Prioritize schoolwork, because y'all are all in school still. Your relationship with God needs to be number one, but sometimes you have to prioritize your Bible reading after some of the schoolwork, because y'all need to pass school to go be smart individuals and make amazing things that God's put into y'all's hearts. And then you can have your, your video games and your friends. Okay? So, I'm challenging you to a triple challenge. And I know if you've been coming to the church for a long time, but I know I struggle with this sometimes with my distractions that I've had. You read the five, bleh, you read the Bible five minutes a day. You pray five minutes a day, and you journal five minutes a day. What I want you to do, this is my challenge for y'all, start coloring on that as you start seeing aspects of your life change. I don't want you to color it just to color it. I want, I want it to be able to help you remember what you're learning. So as you start to step into this challenge, start coloring the things that you see, things that you might need to work on, leave, leave them in the black and white. So that it's a reminder for you 
to work on it. Danny gave me a good idea last week with a Bible reading plan. They have one for Fruit of the Spirit. It's a six-day one. And there's also some others that are really good that break them down individually. The one that the QR code is for is um, the whole thing together. But I want you, my biggest challenge for you this week, do the Bible plan, do the challenge, the um, triple challenge. If you are not seeing anything in your life prospering, change your music to worship music this week and see what happens. Worship music changed my life. When I got rid of my distractions and I started listening to worship music, I launched my podcast. You got a podcast? That's what happens. When you get rid of your distractions and you step into the focus that God has for you, you get to do what he's called you to do. And he gets to start putting things in. That's why I feel like God gave me two different words for y'all tonight because one of them is going to probably be on the podcast instead. I'll get to that later. So, we have time for we don't have time for like groups today. Who said no? Don't be saying no. I will announce the podcast name later. Do you want to break out into anything? It's only five minutes probably by the time we get settled. You got a couple thoughts. Let's just give it for everyone. I 